the angels' voices. They fall on our knees and recognize the greatness of who you are in our lives and in this world. That today we have the opportunity to stop and to celebrate, to worship and to be thankful. God, that the baby who came in the manger was the savior of the world. God, this morning we worship you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And the church said, you can all be seated. Tara said, Jay, you turned the lights down too low, I know. And I don't know how to turn them back up. <laughs> Ma'am, I don't even know you and you're laughing at me. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, Margo. Margo, nice to meet you. Hey, just real quick, can we, I don't normally do this, but can we just, uh, can we just thank Kevin for his gifts? Now, we could just find a drummer and someone to play the guitar. We could change this place. Will you point that wheel? I hear you're taking lessons. Step on up. Uh-huh. Be careful. Be careful pointing, pal. We can see you. But what a great morning to be able to come and worship and to be thankful. And to know that God is good. And that we have the opportunity to come and to to really just to stop and to give thanks and to celebrate. And I'll be honest with you, with the week I had, I numerous times tried to put a message together and, 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 and I don't know why I didn't pick it up, but when it says, oh, holy night, hear the angels' voices. I'm not sure how familiar you are with scripture, but all during the birth of Christ, Gabriel, the angel spoke the words of the Lord, that there's a prophetic nature to all the things happened. And I'm just going to take a minute to take a look at it because I'm not sure, again, not trying to say you don't, but there's a number of prophetic passages in, in the Old Testament. Isaiah 53 talks about the Savior coming and, and the things he would go through and, and that he would come to save the world and he would take our transgressions and our sicknesses and our disease, and by his stripes we would be healed. And, and so all of a sudden we have all these prophetic words that are coming together and, and, and it hasn't quite fulfilled. And, and then in Luke 1, if anyone can get there and see, which I cannot. But I want to take a look at Luke 1, and again, I'm, I'm going to be brief. And we're going to take a, just a little different slant this morning. I'm just going to break it down, and again, if you can't get there, that's fine. But, but when we take a look at the, the birth of Christ, as, as detailed by Luke in, in, the, in the gospel, that we begin to see that it starts with a prophetic word to one of the priests named Zacharias. And so Zacharias is doing his priestly duties, and he goes into the temple, and, and it says, the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, the, the archangel, comes and says, hey, Zacharias, I have a word for you. I want us to understand and see the prophetic nature that during the birth of Christ, that there's a prophetic word from God that was delivered by the archangel. And when we take a look at the word that he gave, how many of you know Zacharias had a little problem with it? 
Come on. Zachariah said, how can that be? I am a old man. Anybody ever hear that before? I heard it before my first child was born. Pastor Joe, you have lost your mind. And then there was Lydia, and then there was Abigail. But if you begin to look at it and begin to understand that, that the, the prophetic word came, and he said your son will be filled with the Holy Spirit in Elizabeth's womb. How many of you guys know that's not natural? How many of that's not really understood? Because in the Old Testament, and we're still dealing with Old Testament times, the Spirit of God would come down and rest on someone, and then God would give them a prophetic word, and the Spirit would what? Lift. And it's the first time as you begin to see the, the prophetic declaration that when the Holy Spirit comes, He won't just come and go, He will reside in us. I don't know, maybe you've picked that up before. I just didn't until recently. I won't tell you how recently recent it was. About 7.15 this morning, as I was trying to get ready for the, look, I'm just being real. <coughs> Excuse me. But that the, the baby would be filled in this mother's womb. And then it says, he will turn the children of Israel to the Lord their God. If something hasn't happened yet, it's called what? Prophecy. I want you to just see, I want you to try to tie together the Old Testament prophecies about the coming of Jesus Christ to be right before the birth of Christ that, that, that the angel of the Lord prophesies to Zacharias about the John the Baptist who's the one to come who will lead the way for Jesus Christ. I can tell you that the prophecy of the coming of John the Baptist caused issues for Gabriel or for Zacharias. How do I know that? It said because of his unbelief, he went, he couldn't speak, he went mute. Can I, can I tell you today that if we are going to embrace the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to begin to embrace the prophetic nature of Jesus Christ. That we need to begin to embrace the, the understanding that, that prophecy is not bad and prophecy was the foreteller of all the things that had come to that point and the things that were to come after that point and the things that will still come what? How many of the things are still yet to come? I believe God's still trying to speak with a prophetic voice to his children to begin to understand that we, like John the Baptist, can proclaim the second coming uh -oh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. That if we begin to stop and to break the scripture down just a little bit more, I told you I was going to be brief. The angel goes to Zacharias prophesies about Elizabeth carrying a child. And then the next thing we see is that the angel of the Lord is coming to who? Mary. And he goes to Mary and says, hey, Mary, right? First thing he says is what? 
do not be afraid. Why did he tell Mary not to be afraid? What's that? Come on, why did he tell Mary not to be afraid? Because there's something that's coming you should be afraid of. There's something that's coming in the natural that you should be afraid of. It's not going to make sense to you, but you need to know that the prophetic voice from God came from an angel, and what he says is going to come to fruition. I don't know about you, but, but for some odd reason, it really did strike me. It said, you will conceive in your womb... A son, and he shall be called Jesus, or Emmanuel, which is what? God with us. God with us. How many of you from time to time question whether or not God is with you? Y'all about raise your hand. You're in church where God says all liars go to, not heaven. But that somehow that we need to begin to embrace the prophetic word that, that Christ, Emmanuel, is God with us. But that's what Christmas is all about, that God is with us. He is not against us. He is for us. He is in us. And he wants us to win the race. He wants us to win the victory. Again, I'm not against the baby in the manger, but I think it's a whole lot more than than what we make it out to be. That that, that, that God says, I have a way. He's going to come in a way you don't expect. And you're going to call him Emmanuel. And it says, for with God, nothing is In this Christmas season, I can't tell you the number of people I've met in the last few weeks where they said it is impossible for even God to fix my situation. I'm here to tell you they've been prophesying the coming of Christ for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before he came. Every prophetic thing about him came true. He prophesied to us that he was going to take our sickness, our disease, our infirmities. He is going to set us free. I'm here to tell you today on this Christmas morning that the baby in the manger who became the savior of the world will do everything he said he would do. He would simply fall on our knees and begin to praise and begin to worship and begin to put him first in our lives. Mary had a different response than Zacharias. Mary's response was, yo God, this don't make sense to me. However, let your will be done. Let your prophetic word come to pass in my life. Let my purpose be your purpose. Let my life be in 
you. I'm here to tell you that Mary had to swallow everything that she knew in her humanity. She had to swallow her pride. She had to swallow her decency. She had to swallow her brokenness. And she had to first. Does this make sense this morning? She had to be risked being stoned to death. Why would she have to be stoned to death? Because the law said if you're pregnant out of wedlock, you're to be stoned, you're to give your life. She risked everything that the Son of God would be born through a virgin. Pastor Joe, what are you getting at? It's hard to risk everything when you're thinking about your self. I'm not trying to put too much attention on yesterday. But I knew when Lewis called me to do Teresa's service. I had to put everything on the line for Jesus Christ. Was I nervous? Uh, come on, Goldie. I slept last night, baby. Joanne and Goldie called me almost every day. Pastor Joe, it's going to be okay. Pastor Joe, you got this. I'm like, that's easy for you to say. You ain't getting up there. It's easy for you to say, forgive me. This is milk, it ain't the other kind. And yet, in the midst of all of it, was it perfect? No. But God showed up in such a way that Teresa was glorified, that God was glorified, and ready, and that this Christmas season could have a new meaning because people began to lay down. I don't mean this arrogantly, this is not about me. I had people that I knew who were adamantly opposed to me preaching that message yesterday who came to me and said, Pastor Joe, that was the most incredible message I've ever heard. Thank you for what you did. Did I want to do it? No, I didn't. I was hoping Lewis would call me and tell me Goldie was doing it. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Do not be afraid because nothing is impossible with God. Let your will be done. Can someone see the Bible? Look at Luke 1, 39 to 45. Can anybody see that? Luke 1, 39 to 45. Anybody? Louder. Yes, Luke 1, 39 to 45. Whoa, 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 what? When Mary walked into the room, the baby, what? Leap in the womb. 
Ready? As crazy as it sounds, that was a prophetic word that was given by Gabriel to Elizabeth, that the baby would be full of the Holy Spirit, even in his mother's... Go ahead. I want you to grasp, I want to try to grasp myself. The prophetic nature of God. I want to grasp that what he says is true and I can hold on to it. That I can trust it and that I know that I don't need to be afraid. That in the same way the prophecy of Christ coming and, and the prophecy of John the Baptist coming and, and, and Mary simply saying yes, right? Mary simply saying yes changed the world for eternity. Someone said, well, if it wasn't Mary, it would be someone else. You can make that assumption. I can't. I'm here to tell you that God's heart is still the same and why it is almost Christmas morning. And we're so thankful for the baby that came in a manger. The baby in a manger, in the same prophetic way, became the savior of the world. And that everything that was prophesied about him bring us healing and deliverance and salvation and all the things that come with it are just as true today as it was in the very beginning back in the beginning of Luke. Gordon, can you help? Girls, can you help? tell you that before I got saved I read the book of God we call it the Bible <clears throat> I read the Bible from front to back as a non-Christian And I began to look at the scriptures and began to say, is it possible that it's real? Is it possible that all the truth of the Bible could come to pass? I got saved and, and the first month after I got saved, I read the Bible from front to back one more time. And I began to look at the scriptures 
And in my mind, I said, it is not possible that these things can be true. That God, that you deliver me from drugs, you could deliver me from alcohol, you could deliver me from women, you could deliver me from my, come on. The hardest thing is to get delivered from yourself. I began to read the word of God and the prophecies of who Christ says he was and I decided to read the Bible the next month all the way through, front to back. I happened to be sitting in a church service. I shared this yesterday in the back row. And my comment was, God, if you are who you say you are, you can deliver me, you can heal me, and you can set me free. I heard the voice of God say, come to the altar. Now look, I wasn't going to no altar. I was one of those good Christian men. I stood against the back wall. So as soon as the service let out, I could run. I'll never forget it. As I stood along the back wall, my body just began to slide down the wall. <clears throat> I knew 300 people and that uh, 300 people, I knew about 280 and there was no way I was going to embarrass myself or embarrass God. I slid down the back wall to where the door was. I said, I'll make a right turn and slide out. Somehow I made a left turn and slid down the other wall. I've shared this before. There was this huge speaker that was right next to the altar. And I simply said, if I can get behind there and hide, maybe no one will notice. And I'll ask God to deliver me from my past and help launch me into my future with him. As I slid and got behind the speaker, I'll be honest with you, I'll never forget, I'm like, wow, I made it. At that moment, the worship leader quit playing worship. The church went silent. John Wood walked over to me and he said, what do you want the Lord to deliver you from? Ready? I heard that prophetic voice, if you will come, I will deliver. Isn't that the message of Christmas? That if you will come to me, I will deliver you. That I will set you free, that I will use you, that I will be intimate with you. That like John, the Holy Spirit would move in us. That day John Wood prayed for me. And every prophetic word I had ever read in the word of God came true. That every promise I had read began to come true. Joe, why do you share that? Because I don't want to ever forget that when we celebrate the baby in the manger, he became the savior of the world. And that too many times that when we come and we take communion and we have special celebrations that we don't stop to remember. In 1 Corinthians 11, it says, when they took communion on the first day, 
you guys realize that Jesus took communion with his betrayer. Right? He didn't, ready? The man who betrayed Jesus took communion with Jesus. I think there's something of significance that we can take communion and there's nothing mystical about the elements. But every time I take communion, it's not a ritual that I do. It's a remembrance of what he's done. How many of you in this room God has done great things for? It said by the brokenness of his body, we are healed. Anybody in this room broken? Anybody in this room need healing? I promise you the prophetic word that he gave is he will heal us and deliver us. When I take communion, and you've heard me do it before, I break the bread. And I thank God that in the midst of all my sin, in the midst of all the wounds, in the midst of all the hurts and the pains, that God chose to come and to have his body broken for me. If you have been, do it in remembrance. And if you need it, ask for it. So Father, this morning, we take this element. Father, we break it and we remember your goodness and your grace and your mercy. And that while you came as a baby in a manger, you died a horrific life. That by the stripes in your back, we are healed. Father, we prophetically claim it today as we have for thousands of years. In the name of your son, Jesus. in the same way Jesus blood was poured out that we could be forgiven of our sins and that we could be made white as snow I don't know about you I still sin I need to remember what he did on the cross and what he's continuing to do today to wash away the sins of the world. Father, this morning, we lift our sins before you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, we ask that you would cover us with the blood that was shed on Calvary that our lives could glorify you. Father, this morning we take communion and drink at this cup in remembrance of your goodness and your grace.
church, where are you? I'm here to tell you today that he is for you and not against you. That he loves you more than you could ever imagine. That yes, the baby came in a manger, but died on the cross, fulfilling all the prophecies that we could be restored once and all with God the Father in heaven here today and for all eternity. So this morning, Lord, we worship you and we praise you. And the church said, is it okay to sit a minute in silence? Are you guys okay? Okay. 